Hello, everyone. I'm Patty Murphy, and thank you for listening to the season premiere of the On SI podcast, a show made possible with support from Tom Kerman's Realty. Twenty twenty one marked twenty years since the terrorist attacks on September eleventh, two thousand one, that took the lives of two hundred and seventy five people with ties to Staten Island. In addition, even more have succumbed to nine eleven related illnesses. I, like many Staten Island natives, have seen the deep impact that day has made on our community, the anguish and the devastation. I've also seen hope and goodwill and profound strength and resiliency. As time goes by, the memory of that day will continue to become more distant, but on Staten Island, we all know it will never be forgotten. Now, on with this month's show. On this episode of the On SI podcast, a somber remembrance at the Postcards Memorial in St. George as Staten Island honors the people who lost their lives from the terrorist attacks of September 11th, 2001, when hijackers used passenger jets to destroy the World Trade Center and attack the Pentagon. Since 9-11, a number of island-based organizations have turned the tragedy of that day into a force for good. One of them has kept the memory of their loved one alive by giving back to the community. And this episode's local hero of the month is a dentist from the North Shore who in the immediate aftermath of 9-11 served the city and his profession by volunteering for the forensic dental effort at the medical examiner's office to help bring closure to grieving families, an act of kindness that still means so much to so many. Hello. I'm your host, Patty Murphy. We begin this month with Staten Island's annual event at the Postcards Memorial, a place families, friends, and neighbors have gathered to mourn, reflect, and renew. That tops our island hopping segment on SI's take of noteworthy, local, and positive things you need to know this month. Our Joe Malvasio shares more. Hundreds came together on September 11th, 2021 to honor and celebrate the lives of the people who were lost 20 years ago in the worst terrorist attack on American soil, including Staten Islanders, who are forever remembered at the Postcard Sculpture in St. George. Joined by the mayor and other elected officials, Borough President James Otto said the island was hard hit by the attacks and collectively lost people who identified as members of so many different communities those various universes of people on Staten Island with whom we most closely associate ourselves. As human beings, as Americans, as New Yorkers, as Staten Islanders, as residents of Westerly or Eltingville, as first responders, as members of Rescue 5 or a particular firehouse, as Monsignor Farrell High School or PS45 graduates, as West Shore or South Shore Little League families, as St. Clair parishioners or members of a specific house of worship, even as loyal patrons of Lee's Tavern. The service included the reading of names of people who died on 9-11 and since from related illnesses. Postcards was constructed in 2004. 
Angel Circle in Grasmere hosted an in-person remembrance event for the 20th anniversary of 9-11, a year after the pandemic forced the annual ceremony to go all virtual. The event featured various speakers, each discussing the long-term impacts of the attacks. Angel Circle, located at the intersection of Highland Boulevard and Fingerboard Road, was founded by and cared for by local resident Wendy Pellegrino. She says the purpose of the neighborhood memorial is to help make sure the attacks are not forgotten, especially with younger people. Frank Siller, the CEO of the Tunnel to Towers Foundation and the brother of firefighter Stephen Siller, who died on 9-11 after running through the Battery Tunnel to respond to the burning Twin Towers, was celebrated with a community barbecue in Fort Wadsworth on September 10th. Siller, an island native, had embarked on a 500-mile never-forget walk from Washington, D.C. to the World Trade Center site to honor victims of the attack and raise funds for charitable initiatives. His walk on Staten Island included a talk with students at Blessed Sacrament in West Brighton. Where the Turn, the Staten Island-based nonprofit that offers crisis relief services and volunteer opportunities, is marking its 20th year. Founded by Dennis McKeon in the aftermath of 9-11, the organization was originally based out of St. Clair's Church in Great Kills. The church lost 29 of its parishioners on 9-11. Where the Turn continues to help 9-11 families, including by helping to provide free bus service to and from the 9-11 Memorial and Museum on the anniversaries of the attacks. In the months and years that followed 9-11, many Staten Islanders have tried to turn that senseless act of hate into a call to action to make the world a better place. For the Joseph Maffio Foundation, it was a way to remember the life of a New York City firefighter who was born in Rosebank, grew up in Newdorp, and lived in Grant City. Firefighter Maffio died while doing what he loved, saving lives and helping to conduct the largest rescue mission ever known to the fire service. I recently had the opportunity to delve deeper into the organization's ongoing initiatives with Linda Manfredi, who co-founded the nonprofit with her husband, Keith. Since its inception, the Joseph Maffio Foundation has impacted countless lives and raised more than $1 million to fund various projects at Staten Island University Hospital. Manfredi spent most of her career as an educator and was the principal of PS29 in Sunnyside when the attacks took place on September 11th. This was the first time we caught up in several years. The Joseph Maffio Foundation was established in, in memory of your brother, who was one of the 343 members of the FDNY killed on 9-11. Hmm. And I'm... It's hard to believe that 20 years has gone by at this point. And I know that many people in the borough are aware of your family's story and understand the mission of the organization. But in support of our commitment to never forget, I wanted to reflect with you today. So if you don't mind, can you recall your 9-11 experience and then how you and your family made the decision to turn that tragedy into a lifelong commitment to service. When I drove into work that morning, it was a regular day. Everything was great. And unfortunately, we had gotten word that there was the attacks on, uh, I'm a little um, 
when I talk about it, Patty, I still get upset till this day, but let me, let me revisit. When I was at work that day and 9-11 happened, my focus obviously were the children in that building and seeing the, the staff and the, the children band together to be able to deal with something that was so tragic and something that we really didn't even know what was going on yet. Let me see something within each one of us that Staten Island is a community. PS29 was a team, a team that, you know, band together in the worst of times. And the families that came to get the children, obviously were grateful that I had such a, a unit of staff members there that can bring them to safety. When I spoke to my parents um, that night, or actually during the day I was speaking with them and they were concerned for my brother, I kept saying, you know, he's a firefighter, he's gonna get through this, he's strong, he can do this. We hadn't heard for days and days went on. My father being a captain in the fire department, he basically had that worst feeling a parent could have. And he realized that my brother was gone. So throughout the time, my mom was like, I have to keep his memory alive. He was the only boy, he was their youngest. So she said to my husband and me, how could we keep his memory alive? And I remember my husband saying, I have an idea. So the idea was to start a foundation in memory of my brother, but the foundation was going to be something small. It was going to be within our home that we did um, the first year after 9-11 at Christmas. And we asked a hundred of our friends to come to our home with an unwrapped toy. We, we had a casino. We put together a few tables in the house. We took the furniture out and we honored my mom and dad's wishes to keep my brother's legacy alive by doing a casino night and giving to the youth of Staten Island. He had a son, he has a son, Christopher, who's 20 now. He was 11 months old at the time. Um, and that's how this mission actually, this vision began uh, the Joseph Maffeo Foundation. It started out of our home and it grew to a partnership that we are so honored and really committed to at SIUH. Um, me being a principal, loving children, wanting to be part of both worlds, we were able to fuse them together. And our mission is the Joseph Maffeo Foundation, um, working together to make the world a better place for the children and youth of Staten Island. And through the years, we've been able to honor my parents' wishes of keeping their son alive, my brother. But in addition to that, and I don't want to say more importantly, but in addition to that, we've been able to infuse the youth of Staten Island to never forget what happened on that horrific day. And hopefully, uh, like yourself, you've been able to experience that paying it forward and making a difference in the world you live in ultimately makes you a better human being. And ultimately you can then service people and be that unique individual that my brother was. We work closely with the hospital and we've had the privilege to really work with a, an amazing team that has been committed to us as much as we've been committed to them. And uh, one of the biggest projects that we have accomplished, um, but not the only project that we're going to accomplish was redoing the pediatric floor. Um, we were able to make that entire floor something that if a parent had to bring their child to the hospital, 
com be comfortable and to really have an opportunity to feel like they were part of a being a hero of some sort. We call all the 343 heroes, um, the firefighters heroes. And we wanted the children to know that they're heroes. The, the battle that they have to fight, whether it's for a day or a long stay there, that they're a hero. So we solicited all the uh, schools around Staten Island um, and we asked the children who was a hero to them. And then we made each room, whoever they depict as the heroes. Um, we had um, Jacques Cousteau, a literary writer. We had astronauts, we had firefighters, we had teachers. So every room is a hero. And it's really amazing to see because the children created, helped, helped create the model of that room. And then the playroom itself is the fire truck Ladder 101, which was the firehouse that my brother was in. And we have a beautiful fire truck, state-of-the-art games in there, the Wii, the Xbox, whatever they are. And we keep it updated uh, through the help of the team that works there. So that was one of the projects. Um, we worked with the Florina Russo uh, in support of their foundation at the hospital with whatever needs they needed. Um, we've helped um, with the ER, the pediatric ER and the burn unit. Um, you know, we're working right now on the NIC unit of the new building that's being erected at the hospital, the neonatal intensive care unit. And we're really excited about that coming to completion um, in the near future. Um, we also have a foundation where my brother went to high school at Staten Island Tech, and we reach out to those youth and we give a monetary graduation, at graduation, a gift to uh, a recipient that displays the qualities that my brother did and the qualities that we are hoping to instill in the youth. And those qualities are compassion, integrity, selflessness, and courage. And to have those qualities, to be able to rise above hatred and truly be positive and make a, uh, be proactive in moving forward towards making a difference in the world is what our vision and mission is of the Joseph Maffio Foundation. And if we can target our youth and we can start with them, to understand that they themselves can make a difference and truly be that change in the world that we so desperately need, especially in times like now. Um, I think then we can honor my brother's legacy and those lost on that day in a very special way. That's amazing. And you just brought me back to so many different points over the course of the last 20 years. Like I do remember, especially the fact that I was a freshman in high school on 9-11, like mm -hmm. the concerted effort that educators had to take to keep everything organized and everyone calm. Because what some people miss about that day, because there were so many elements about being in New York on that day, was sure. that many parents were afraid and families were afraid that we were under a larger attack. And so there was a flood of parents coming in or guardians to take their kids out of school to be together as a family. And when you think about how overwhelming just that operation was, like I have more appreciation for it now as an adult looking back, how that was set up and how you, you made sure that people were safe and made sure that people were together. And then I remember the first casino night at your home. I, I almost, I, yeah. I remember my mom attending she that did. fundraiser <laughs> yes. and then attending the others over the years as they grew and were taking place at the Hilton Garden Inn. Mm -hmm. And then as a reporter, as a young professional covering the unveilings of these beautiful 
projects, these beautiful additions to Staten Island University Hospital, like actually being part of each one of these pieces of this journey. You know, when you look back over the course of the past two decades and the tremendous work you've accomplished, how do you feel about that? Were you aware you were going to have such an impact when you started everything? You know, Patty, ultimately the goal was to to give some kind of comfort to my mom and dad when they were so crushed about losing their son. In thinking longer and harder about it, um, how my parents were feeling, every other family was also. So knowing that kids gain strength and resilience through tragedy and failure, I felt compelled, I guess, in my line of work to give opportunities to allow the youth to become strong and to rise above the hate that was displayed on that day and really make a difference. It was always, you know, obviously you want to have an impact, a positive impact when you do something. But without the partnership and and the community of Staten Island rising and rallying to truly know that this is a way to make a difference in the world and really be proactive, I know we couldn't have done it without them. And I know that they've helped us embark on this wonderful journey in making the world a better place. Did I know we were going to have this impact? No. Is it something that I, that my husband and I wanted? Yes, um, without a doubt. We wanted to make sure that everyone knew that that day, we, we, we say we should never forget, we should never forget. And 20 years later, to hear the young boys and girls, and, and you know, when I walk into the hospital, I walk into a school, or I see my cousins who are four years old, you know, uh, Cousin Linda, can you tell me a little bit about, you know, Uncle Joey? Um, I know that our youth need to have positive role models. And if that's something that this foundation can afford them and they can be part of it um, on any level, then the impact that we've wanted, it, it far exceeds the mission. It allows the legacy of those lost on 9-11 to be remembered and hopefully to build our young children to become those future heroes. We want to make my mom and dad proud of what their son's sacrifice was. We want them to know that they raised a son who truly made a difference in the world as all of those lost on that day. Having our daughter and our son, uh, Amanda and Joseph, part of the foundation to the extent that they are, and our daughter has really stepped up and she has risen above everything and has taken over the role. Um, you know, you talk about philanthropy, right? As a 23-year-old, um, she started when she was six, speaking at postcards and speaking on the Intrepid and speaking publicly about you know, making a difference in her small world. And now at 23, she's um, running the foundation uh, and, and really understanding the meaning of giving back to the community. So if we can continue and she then can take on this legacy of my brother and this foundation and, and continue to make it grow, then he didn't die in vain and his legacy will live on. Just to hear you talking about Amanda growing up and growing into this role, it really is like the recipe for sustainability, right? Like this is going to still continue its mission even though 20 years have passed. And I'm excited to see what the future holds. Do you have any idea of what the future will bring for the organization? 
Um, no matter how big or small the projects that we're going to be taking on, we can't do it without the community and we can't do it without the trust that the community has afforded us. That's very important to us. Um, we do this for Staten Island University Hospital, but ultimately we're doing it for the people and, and the families of Staten Island. And I, I know for me, giving back and, my, and for my husband, giving back to the community is something that we do with every ounce of our being. You know, I, I think it's important for people to understand that as small as Staten Island is, is as powerful as we can be. And I, I really, I love Staten Island and we want to invite everybody to join us as we embark on our, our new journey of our new projects that are going to come along with SIUH. But just to know that in any small way that you can give, whether it's through a fundraiser or just joining us at an event or just speaking about those lost on 9-11, will truly be able to make a difference with our youth because they're our future. Well, thank you for that. Um, and thank you for sharing everything with me today and catching up. I, I so appreciate it. And um, I'm grateful that, you know, I've had you in my life all these years and I continue to have you in my life, that it's just a quick phone call to you and we can talk like this. So Patty, um, <laughs> I live by this quote, um, to the world, you may be one person, but to one person, you may be the world. Mm -hmm. um, if we live every day to try to be the world to one person, we'll be able to reach everybody, right? Now, we are proud to bring you our local Hero of the Month, a segment made possible with support from Tom and Suzanne Crimmins of Tom Crimmins Realty. In this installment, we introduce you to Dr. Robert Griswold, a local dentist that has given back in so many ways to Staten Island, including volunteering his time and talents during the recovery effort at the World Trade Center site. Dr. Robert Griswold of West Brighton has been an active leader and volunteer in several community service and volunteer organizations on Staten Island for the past 40 years. Born in Hornell, New York, Griswold is the oldest of 12 children who learned at an early age the importance of living a well-rounded life and being of service to one's community. You know, I wanted to uh, uh, to give my children the same gift I had been given. They saw the importance and and what they could do. You know, I I had a lot of great role models, so I wanted to try to be uh, the best role model I I could be to them. When the deadliest foreign attack on U.S. soil occurred on the morning of 9/11, 2001. Dr. Griswold served his community and profession by volunteering for the forensic dental effort at the medical examiner's office in Manhattan in the immediate aftermath of the attacks on the World Trade Center. He received recognition for this emotional but vitally important service from the United States House of Representatives and other prestigious and local organizations. Having practiced dentistry on the island for decades, he knew many who were impacted by the attacks personally. And you know, all of a sudden you come back and you're faced with it on Staten Island with with the family members and it gets it can be difficult. But it was a good thing to be able to get out there and, and do something directly, hands-on. Griswold's good works seem boundless. From coaching CYO Sports, co-founding the Bread of Life Food Drive, to establishing the Staten Island Special Olympics swim meet at Hillside Swim Club, 
he's influenced all facets of life around the borough. In 2020, Dr. Griswold was selected to be Grand Marshal of the St. Patrick's Day Parade along Forest Avenue. This was a special honor, culminating the years of involvement with the Ancient Order of Hibernians and the many other organizations he's served. The event was one of the last major gatherings in New York City before the COVID-19 pandemic forced residents into quarantine. But, true to form, Griswold continues to volunteer and help others whenever he can. That's why he's our local Hero of the Month. There's been a lot of good people on Staten Island to, to, to get involved with. And finally, in case you missed it, in our last edition of On SI, our Local Heroes episode, we spoke with Tom Crimmins, the co-chair of our board of directors and the owner of Tom Crimmins Realty, about our Local Hero of the Month segment and what's in store this season. We take this podcast and the Staten Island community very serious, very, very serious. And we're just not picking names off of a hat. Um, When myself, my wife, um, and yourself get together um, and discuss it, we're really, really, really reaching for somebody who's powerful and somebody who really, really has their heart in the right place and and, and is deserving of it. So we have some nice ideas and nice surprises and there's so many to choose from. So when, you know, it's, there's some tough decisions, but we have a lot of nice ideas going forward. I think the, 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 um, the followers of this podcast will be very, very um, pleasantly surprised and happy with our choices. That'll do it for this edition of On SI. A thank you to Linda Manfredi, Dr. Robert Griswold, and Tom and Suzanne Crimmins. Please check out our website at onsi.nyc and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. We feature stories that matter to locals. If you have one you'd like to share, email it to us at stories at onsi.nyc. Until next time, be well. <laughs>